one everywhere. Oh, that's that sound again. That's the sound of another episode, isn't it? We are back for episode three. After a little stint, a little hiatus, me. how are you? Yasu, Sam. Yasu. Uh, you know why I'm saying that? that? Yes, yes, because we're global trending. Because we are globally trending. We in are. Greece. Greece. That is hello in Greek. Yasu. I said, you know any more Greek, or is that it? No, that's it. Oh, he's not going to listen yet. Oh, I was quite surprised at that, actually. It's, uh, it was a nice little... I've got to check those analytics more often. I wish they'd send me some sort of like rundown on email or something, because if I don't get onto Spotify within like 24 hours, it just resets and it gives me a new set, so I might miss... So what do you say? You think we've got more than there one? could be. There could be. There could be some Canadians. You never know. But, <laughs> but we've got nine streams in total so far. Um, that's pretty pretty good. That's awesome. If you ask me. Yeah. But um, how are you feeling about the being back after a week? I, I feel like I should take maybe ninety ninety percent of the blame for being for missing out an episode last week. Yeah. Well. Might yeah, been, it's good it that might we're slightly my fault. No, that's all right. No, it's good that we're back. Had a week off. Um, it hasn't been much going on. In the uh, in the world, really. So no, that's why I but, sort um, of escaped to Fiji. Yeah. For a week, um, I'm I'm a man of the people over there now. Yeah. How was it over there? Very good, very good. They accepted me as one of their own, so I'm part Fijian now. Um, pretty much going in and out whenever I like. Um, no, it was really nice, really um, really nice weather. Sitting on the island, drinking some cocktails, did a bit of exploring, just taking it in and relaxing for a bit. Yeah. What sort of uh. What did you do? What did you actually do over there? That's pretty much what I just said. It wasn't too much, to be honest. It wasn't sort of an action-adventure-packed holiday. It no. was really a holiday for me just to get away for a week and just unwind, relax, yep. Yep. lie down, have a drink, have some sleep. Um, Would you see the one one globally trending following you thought, you know what, I've made it, I've gone on holiday. That's exactly right, yeah, exactly right. I thought of a couple more and I won't have to come home, so... <laughs> No, it was it was it was really good time. Um, yeah, you were telling me about the bit of the uh, the lifestyle they live over there. Oh, I know. Yeah, it's crazy, and it's it sort of one thing that I noticed when we did a we did do a village tour, sort of the traditional. Um, I can't remember what they call themselves now. Um, the first people that settled in mm. Fiji from Africa, um, mm. we went to their um, village that they first settled at before they expanded to other parts of Fiji. Yeah. And um, the people there are living in sort of shacks with no windows and doors. And the day that we were there, had it been pouring down rain all night because of the they were getting a bit of the overlay sort of of the cyclone that hit Fiji. Ah, uh, not Fiji, New Zealand. I don't know if you heard that. There's a cyclone in New Zealand, so that weather was coming across to Fiji, and it was barking down and it flooded the village. And they were all literally some of the houses were underwater, and these people were just running around. Saying Bulla, which is hello, every every person in Fiji walk past says Bulla. It's crazy. Um, we might be saying that sooner. Bulla, Bulla. Hopefully, yeah. Well, then we don't have many computers over there to be listening to us because it's it's very it's still very third world over there. Um, but I just couldn't believe how happy. Is it, is it that bad, or is it like do you get obviously some places that do have that, or is it literally no internet, nothing? No, there's internet and everything, but it's more because we're in the touristy areas. Yeah. But like even in the touristy areas, there's still a lot of. Um, Villages and shacks sort of around there yeah. where people are living around um, Denary, which is where we were. Um, we're actually on an island off the mainland of Fiji, but Denary is the main place that we would visit when we come across the mainland. Mm. And it was just uh, amazing to see how happy those people are compared to Australians. Well, it's hard to explain. Like, I just don't never, you never see so many a group of people that don't have too much that have just got smiles on their faces and. 
there's not much wrong. You know, as you know, from my job, I do quite high-end homes and apartments, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, and you just all these people that are other owners, tenants, whatever. They just never seem to be smiling. There's always some sort of complaint, and and that sort of just puts things in perspective when you go over there and see yeah. these people with not too much, just so happy. And then these people, why do you why do you have complaints when you live in a seven bedroom house? Like you know, you one light, a couple of things might be here and wrong there, but it just doesn't seem like the type of thing to get up in the fuss about. To me, at least, it might it might mean a lot to them. But yeah, it was quite a, it was quite an eye opening experience just to see. Maybe it goes back to that old saying, less is more, I suppose. Yeah. Well, Nicky's got a mate um, that used to work for it. He's Fijian. Um, he's actually got a bee farm over there. So he's obviously, he's, he's come from over there to here. He's obviously worked and he went back to do the bee farming. But because of COVID, it, it damages the business a bit. So he obviously came back here to get a bit of work, obviously the extra cash and stuff. But the ultimate goal is to go back there once all that sort of settles. But you look at that and go... Obviously, he's got the choice of living here or living over there, and he wants to go back there. Mm. Do you know what I mean? He's just got a bee mm-hmm. farm, so it's not like he's mm-hmm. obviously making a shitload of money, but they're happy over there. Mm. You know? but it's so it's that, crazy. Every single person mm. as well is is so friendly and so nice. I definitely... Would you recommend? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Expensive. Um, maybe not the place for kids so much. Not a kid's holiday. Mm-hmm. Possibly could, but there's not too much sort of... Like, Cold Coast is always a great place to take the kids because there's... Um, no movie world, sea world, blah blah blah. There's heaps of attractions and stuff to do to grab kids, but in Fiji, there's not too much of that. It is more of an adult destination because it's more just islands and relaxing, and yeah. kids might just get over, they get bored pretty quickly of just hanging around and chilling out. And well, there was some pretty cool stuff though, because I obviously we saw each other yesterday, mm-hmm. being the little one's mm-hmm. first birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, spoke to Miso for a little bit, mm-hmm. and she was saying that you weren't that far off. Uh, the old Survivor Island, where they're filming mm, that. Survivor Island was... And around the corner, there's another little... There's a few of them. For, yeah. What was the movie that she said? Castaway, Tom I Hanks. missed that, actually. So she was talking to one of the locals, or one of the, the guys that was... The boat captain actually told her that. Mm. Um, yeah, I think they were filming Survivor on there, and we they're actually missed... Uh, it possibly, mm. don't quote me on it, but I think they were filming when we were there, and there was actually a tour from our island to go... Cross the treasure line and have a visit for forty-five minutes. But I actually, but I actually slept in, so I missed the boat, which is not unlike me. But um, yeah, nah, I definitely would. I wouldn't be going back there anytime soon, just because I want to explore other countries first. I'm thinking Japan next. I've got long service leave, and I know if my boss Glenn's listening to this, he's probably going to squeeze his arse cheeks a bit together about that. Because um, if I do take my, if I if I do go to Japan, it'll be about nine weeks of long service leave that I've got built up, so I was originally going to renovate my bathroom, but I think it's just going to be too hard with tax and all that to just claim the money and not take the leave, so I might just take the time now. Yep. But I'll look at that later on. Anyway, enough about me. We'll get into some sport, because it's all we're here for, yep. um, or, and a bit of chit chat and jargon. Now, while I was away, obviously it's a bit quiet at the moment in the sport world, not much is happening. Um, we might just go back a few weeks. Everyone probably already knows now. There's not too much left to be said about it but UFC 284 that was the day before I left sat down and had a watch at that that was the that was the day that that was it it. so I'm going to get your thoughts on that first because you are I suppose part Degestani with your um, European background (laughs) so I know you're a big Khabib fan so Islam would naturally be someone that you would 
um, gravitate towards too, but you weren't happy with the result, which surprised me, to be honest. Mm. Uh, I'm not sure whether you're taking the piss or not, but I'm not a computer. <laughs> <laughs> <person. laughs> I don't like them people. Um, there goes the Degastani listeners. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so that's obviously before you left, but we didn't watch it together. We were at mm. two different places. Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't spoken too much about it, mm-hmm. but... We both agree that I think Volk was robbed in that. And again, we're looking at it as just UFC fans and not as Aussie mm. supporters mm-hmm. just to get if that. that had it been even like, the, obviously there's the slight bias because he was Australian, but I feel like that fight that... But if we're looking at just at the straight fight, not looking at... Mm, that's what I'm saying, yeah. That was the first time I think I've seen anyone ever stuff so many of Islam's takedowns, yep. which is what his game is. And I've... I've always hated this thing and I think this is Khabib's fault bringing this in where the judges sort of like to score a 10-9 rand if you get a takedown and sit on someone for five minutes I feel like that's just the, the refs need to get involved a bit quicker and stand it up because mm. if you're just ground controlling sitting on top punching just to get the round over and get on top yeah you're a better wrestler but I just it's just not but a good look that's the thing though that's the thing if we, look at, if we go we're not going to go round by round but if we look at round I believe it was two could have been three when Makashev got Volk to the ground and he was down for like three minutes, he had him on the ground. He was on his, he had his back. I think this is. But he wasn't one. throwing any punches. No, he was trying so to get his arms. He wasn't do doing anything. However, apparently to the referees mm. or to the UFC, it's ground control. Yeah, so for three he, minutes. he had his so. back, but there was not much happening with his back. It wasn't Correct. like he was landing strikes. There was there was a couple of choke attempts, but Volk had his hand between. Um, Islam's uh, grasp for pretty much the entire time and he couldn't break all yeah, in all Volk was pretty comfortable down mm. and he had his thumbs up and everything yeah. so and then all those stuff takedowns I think he was 4 or 11 or something Islam which you just never see usually those guys are whatever if they want to take you to the ground they take you to the ground and yeah. Volk was able to stuff it even land on top of yeah. him sometimes and in the final round was taking him down he landed more significant strikes more leg kicks more shots to the body um, I haven't got the numbers in front of me but the official mm. UFC I've seen like Variated numbers across different um, sports websites saying they're different, but the official UFC numbers, Volk was clear in everywhere besides green control mm. time. And I know Steve said yesterday, is that enough to warrant taking the belt away? Yeah. And I think, regardless if it's a championship fight or it's not a championship mm. fight, if you won the fight, you won the fight. Well, that's, that's what that's the that's I know you have to beat the champion, but I, th- right. I think he did beat so, the champion because yeah. he beat him at his own game, which is the wrestling and then the stand up. Mm. He dropped him two or three times, I think. He mm. had him on the ground, and then the last round five was just domination for Volk. He dropped him early on and was just grand and pound. And that, that is the stuff you like to see in the ground activity from yeah. Volk on the ground. Yeah. Tiny move positions, doing the grand and pound, not just hugging yeah. and just sitting there and then just suffocating your opponent and until the bell rings, come out and do it again. I just. Look, to be know. fair, Volk did get him to the ground that last round. He was ground. Yeah, yeah, that last but round also, was to be fair to, to Islam, yeah, he won that round. But to be fair, not every single strike landed clear. Do you know what no, I mean? So no. he was he did well in his in his defence on the ground. Mm-hmm. But looking back at that, does it warrant do you need to literally destroy your opponent in every single aspect to win the title. Well, I always if thought they that sort was... of go well, it's even, we might as well just give it to the champ. Do you mm. know what I mean? Like, I think unanimous is a, a bit of a, a ridiculous call too. It should have, yeah. at, the, at the minimum, been a split. split. Um, uh, do they run it back though? It's going to be hard for them to run it back because Volk's got to, has to keep his division busy. So they're probably going to have to wait X amount of months if they do want to run it back again. And that means the featherweight division is put on hold even longer again. Yeah. For them to run it back, then they run it back. Volk needs time off again before he can fight yeah. in the featherweight. I think it doesn't happen anytime soon. I think it goes back to 
Faulkner has to defend featherweight against Yar Rodriguez. Yar Rodriguez, yep. which won't. I can't see anyone in that division stopping him because yep. put up that performance against Islam, who's just been massacring people. I can't see anyone being able to stop him. I mean, if you if you look if you look at if you look at uh, the decision at the end with the two blokes, the referee in the middle with Bruce Buffer, um, given the decision. If you look at Islam's face, right? Obviously, that last round he was on the ground, so maybe you might have been surprised by that. But if you look at his face, he looks like he's not going to get his arm raised. Do you know what I mean? He just he just looks disappointed with something. He, he as well looks, as his face. Did you see the picture of him post fight? Mm. Blood bruised and swollen, and yeah. looked like I he think, could go another I think, five I think rounds. I was surprised that he actually won. I honestly think that he was mm. surprised that his mm. hand got lifted. Mm. And then he came out and said, "I'm the best fighter in the world." After that, really mm. shit, man. There was a lot of billing going on at the pub at the time, so everyone was very upset. Yeah, but I did watch uh, Volk's post fight too. Obviously, being the Aussie guy, he wants to obviously be humble and, mm. and not arrogant, all that sort of stuff. And he was like, "Oh, I've got to rewatch the fight. I've got to rewatch it. I'm not sure how it went. Blah blah blah." But um, I think his corner have, have, have told him that he should have been the champ. Yeah, but I think I he's think obviously so. just trying to be so humble too. and all that sort of stuff. But anyway, yeah. we'll go. We'll go to Yar now, and we'll get that fight out of the way. Yeah. I mean, like you said after the um, post fight, I loved it. Some of those post fights from the Aussies, they're just legends, aren't they? Yeah. They were talking about, oh, what do you do now? Go back to featherweight because yeah. Yar's the interim champion. He's like, let's just fucking do it. Let's just get it over and done with. So I think he'll. Steamroll that fight. No disrespect to Yard. It's just Volk in that division. It's just too good for anyone. Max Holloway was obviously the second best guy in that division, piecing up people, and mm-hmm. Volk just annihilated him in that third fight. There was no debate. So, yeah. featherweight, go back, take the defend the title, and then maybe we look at it again after. Um, I think there's going to be a number one contender fight uh, about to be confirmed. I don't know if you saw it the other day. Um, Benil Dariush is it? Dariush, yeah. Versus Charles Oliveira, which will be a good fight. That's okay. not confirmed yet, but I think both Twitters have said, um, both Twitter accounts have said that it's pretty much agreed. UFC so. Twitter accounts, have they? No, Charles. Oh, both of the fighters? Benil, Benil, whatever his name is. Mm-hmm. Um, so that'll be good. I think that is going to be the number one contender fight for Islam again. Also a tough fight for Islam. I think more um, Dariush than Charles. Dariush is a very good wrestler. Grappler too. Similar, similar. Very similar, styles. and he's and he's been around a long time, and he knows the game. So that's a really tough fight for Islam, and it's a tough fight for Charles too. So that that's going to be a really good one. Um, so it's a bit happening. There was a UFC event on today. I just saw it briefly this morning that the main event got cancelled. Um, it's a pretty weak card. It's just a fight night. Yeah. Nikita Krylov. Krylov. Yep. I think was ill and fell ill, so the main event was cancelled. And then the Kaimane stepped up to be the main. I haven't really looked at the card. It's nothing worth yeah. noting too much. Mm-hmm. But the big one is obviously next week, um, 285. We'll just speak about briefly because it's one week away today. Bones, bones, bones. Bones, 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 indeed. I'm going to bring up the card real quick just before we get into the Collingwood stuff. Yep. Um, I'm seeing a lot of um, split um, opinions on how this fight's going to go. Mm-hmm. I think the most likely avenue... I mean, it's, this is fighting. It could, it could end in 30 seconds. Yep. Someone could come and get Absolutely. a head kick and that's it. But... The most likely avenue will be, uh, I'm, I'm predicting a John Jones victory by decision. I think it'll be a five-round affair. Okay. Um, but, you know, it could, it could go anyway. He could come out. He could tear an ACL in the first 20 seconds. You just never know with mm-hmm. these things. But that, that is my prediction. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how he goes in heavyweight. Obviously, I still think, I think we spoke about this in the first step, 
can't remember if you agree with me or not. I think he's the greatest fighter of all time. Yes, you I know you're a GSP that. man. Yes, I, am. I still when we looked at the fights that he's had and who he's versed, I think you can top that for how long he was champion for. Mm-hmm. John Jones' biggest enemy is himself with yeah, his correct. drugs yeah. and, yeah, and alcohol and yeah. issues and all Absolutely. that stuff. Yeah. And the person that can defeat John Jones is John Jones himself. So um, this will be a tougher guard. Well, it's very similar to what they said with Tyson, didn't they? Tyson had exactly a right. million dollars. Exactly right. Exactly right. And they blew it all. Said the only person that can actually mm-hmm. defeat Tyson is Tyson himself. Same, <laughs> exact same thing. So, um, this will be. I'm hoping that John Jones comes back because I want to see him in Stepe as well. Mm-hmm. So, I'm hoping he gets the win. This is for the heavyweight championship. No, it is because Ngani left. It is for the heavyweight championship. Yeah. So, this is an undisputed heavyweight championship up the line, up for grabs. John Jones, fingers crossed. <coughs> gets a job done and then we get to see Stipe and John Jones finally. That'd be great. Finally. That'd be real good. Stipe's waiting for the winner <coughs> winner of this fight. Just going to quickly glance over the next fight. Valentina. Yeah. <laughs> Don't know. So I saw last week on the fight night that's Erin <coughs> Blanchfield. Probably haven't heard mm-hmm. of her. Mm-hmm. She, yeah. She, yeah. Did you see Choke and Andrade in the second round? Oh, I missed um, that. Dominating missed, Molly McCann yeah. in her last fight before yeah. that as well. So she's going to be... That has to go... I think Shevchenko would spike the floor with his grasso mm. kick. It has to go to other, straight into Valentina and other Santos and so other Shevchenko versus T- Taylor Santos mm-hmm. or Shevchenko versus Aaron Blanchfield, or if they want to give Valentina time off, it needs to be Santos versus Blanchfield for the number one contender, or yeah, okay. whatever you want to call yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's those two have to be the next fight. Don't even know why Santos wasn't the rematch because mm. of how close their first fight was. Yeah. Um, but that that's sort of the avenue for that division. Yep. Jeff Neal versus Rachmanov, uh, one of Khabib's mates. Rachmanov. Is, it, is it actually? Or? Right. Of course it is. Look at him. <laughs> yeah, Rachmanov. Gamrot um, versus Jalen Turner, which yep. would be good for. Gamrot stepped up, stepped up last, I think it was Friday, I think I saw. Mm-hmm. Boy, Boy Nichols 3 and I don't know much about him. <laughs> <laughs> there's a, there's a fight on the, the prelim. The main, main feature about on the prelims is actually a pretty good fight. And it should have been on the main card. Cody Gabrant. No, not uh, Derek Brunson. Oh, Brunson. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, and yeah, Duplessis. Yeah. So the, and mm-hmm. Cody Gabrant on the. So the prelims is worth a watch too. It's yeah. just a pretty good card. I don't know why Brunson and Duplessis isn't on the main card. Yeah. Um, who else we've got there? Amanda Ribas. Um, yeah, that's there's only that's one, really two, bad, three, four fights. Oh no, what's that? That's uh, cancelled. Is that Garbrandt cancelled? Oh no, so he's obviously he was supposed to fight Julia Aker. That got cancelled. Now he's fighting Trevor Jones, so it's yeah. changed. Yeah. yeah. Okay. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah, we'll yeah. be watching. I don't know why, where I'm going to watch that. What are we doing for that yet? But we're early Sunday for March. You've got a dinner on. It's beautiful. All right. Well, we'll, we'll go, go to a quick break, break and then we'll come back, back with our next topic. topic. Um, so bear with us. Just while the boys are taking a break, take this time to uh, give us a follow on all the socials and platforms. Amir. Instagram, he's underscore one, underscore four, underscore yeah. Spotify, pretty self-explanatory. He's one for you. And Apple Podcasts, he's one for you. Samuel? Beautiful. I can edit the time to give us a follow. It only takes a couple of minutes. And uh, don't be a shit cunt. Uh, yes. Nemo Yesti Govna, which in Bosnian translates to donate shit and follow us. <laughs> well, yeah, segue into... Well, first of all, I hope the listeners enjoyed that. That's... Um, ad break that I'm going <laughs> to hopefully edit in there properly mm. if I haven't and I didn't make it work properly I'm going to look like a tool to say that but anyway um, I wanted you to segue into your it made me laugh on Instagram <laughs> the post that you put up with did the you like topics that, did you? <laughs> yeah you like that huh? 
And I know we've so actually, what is the topic we've got, that we've you've got, got a, here? We've got a few supporters too that are listeners. Mm. So, um, what is the, the topic? Next topic? I like the headline. The headline. Collingwood's drug addiction. Collingwood's <laughs> drug addiction. It made me laugh. Just generalise. Just generalise the whole. The whole, <laughs> the whole everything. Oh god. Well, they look. They are known for not known, but it always seems to be that anytime someone gets caught in the media up with some sort of, and this is always going to be rich coming from an Essendon supporter with their peptides thing, but every time someone's in the media for trouble, it's always a Collingwood player. I mean, mm. Jordan Go is a sex offender or whatever he was that he yeah. got off in America. Um, he had the Rat Pack back in the day too. Mm, and then what was the guy with? Um, What's, what's his name now? Hereditary Lumumba saying that they were racist towards him. Yeah, of course they are. Um, and then Andy Maguire, why was he shipped out? Was it because of that Lumumba thing that he was like not doing yeah. enough about yeah, it and it was, stuff yeah, like that? Yeah. So yeah. Um, we won't harp on this Collingwood thing too much because we don't upset that, too many people. No, not that. It's just like it's unfortunate for Ginnivan, um being caught uh, because I'll tell you right now, there'd be eighty-five percent of the players in the league would be doing that sort of stuff because. Um, They've got the money and they live that sort of celebrity lifestyle. Um, he was just the one that got caught. Um, I'm trying to think of the other. There has been a few more Collingwood players that... He's only 20 as well. Ginnaman. So he's obviously got that bit and of... Uh, look, made the AFL, a bit of a star now, you know. As much... Um, <laughs> you know, as you know, they don't want to see anyone's career or anything being jeopardy with sort of those things. And now he's got to find it. What is he facing? Is it a sanction or is it a suspension from the club? Well, to, actually, to be I'm just reading now. Um, I actually think it's a little bit shit what they've given him. Not the AFL has slapped the Magpie with a two-game ban. Is that it? After oh, Vision well, has emerged. So two games, that's it. Because I'm going to say, if there's anyone that I'd want to get caught... And Snort get, a line and miss two games. Yeah, and if there's anyone in the AFL I'd want to get caught and suspended for an X amount of time, it, that fucking Jack Inman... Have you actually watched him play? Yeah, because he's... Goodness me, he's... That Anzac Day game where he was bloody shooting the bloody barrels into the crowd when he was kicking goals against Essendon. Oh, my God. Flog of the century, that bloke. He's got... Because um, he's also he's been... making blonde hair people like myself look bad with that mm. ridiculous hairstyle that he's got. He's also been pulled up for, obviously, the high tackles, isn't it? That's... That's the one, yeah. Well, so, I think, the yeah, old, uh, he gets the head. Yes, and I love that the game is starting to change that rule now. That's the Salwood rule. Um, where you, your knees go down and the shoulder comes up and you draw yep. the high contact. Yep. Some people like it, some people don't. I think a lot of people just say learn to tackle properly, but I think that's sort of... Taken. Also, you can say smart play. Yeah, he's quite smart, smart play too. But it's also quite nice when he intentionally goes down to get uh, a high kick, a high tackle and he gets his head taken off. Mm. I think Mason Redman did against him last year. Um, in what well, might not have been Anzac Day, it might have been the game... That we played him the second time, or maybe it was Anzac Day, um, where he did do that, dropped his legs and got his head taken off, mm-hmm. and they called play on, and it was fantastic. Do you like seeing your players do that, or just to give him? Love it. Just give him. You like seeing that happen? Oh, too. especially him. Yeah, especially him. He's like um, Hayden Valentine from Fremantle, just yeah. a pest. Mm-hmm. So anyone that um, is sort of, and the way he carries himself isn't great either. So when it came up, I sort of looked at him like, geez, I'm not surprised to be honest. So. Um, do you think there should be? Do you think there should be something uh, from the AFL that they give young boys, especially like a twenty-year-old that, that have just been drafted? Do you think they need to give them some sort of incentive? Maybe if he signs, a, I don't know exactly what he's on, but let's just say, I don't know what the rookies get, but let's just say hypothetically he gets about two hundred fifty thousand yeah, a year, that right? Way. Something like that. I think it is. Right? Should they give him an incentive and say, you know what, you're not getting all that? We're going to give you a X amount first, and then after four years or, or three years or whatever, yeah. then 
you get in the, the well, do you know what I mean? Because I there is some clauses in contracts like that. Um, with I remember Gary Albert's Gold Coast contract was a top end contract, which means that he signed on for I think four or five years, whatever it was. First year was like one point eight million a year, and it gradually drops down as you play on yeah. to meet up with the salary cap for the players that were then coming through, so mm-hmm. they can then afford them. So first up when they were first starting, they gave guys huge chunk of their salary cap mm-hmm. to get him there, and, and then it waned away. Decreased. So I don't know if they do those things with the rookies or not how it works. Um, well, I'm just I was, thinking more for that side of things. Obviously, you know, you get the two hundred fifty thousand dollars contract. You're twenty years old. You've just come out of school. You've been. Uh, recruited by an AFL team now you're a big dog you're going to clubs mm. chicks are digging it sort of mm-hmm. thing and then you get yourself into this mm. bit of, do you know what I mean mm. so it's not obviously the older cl- players but maybe the younger players the, the club should go hey obviously just to keep your head in a straight and narrow maybe we'll do this mm. rather than give me a whole chunk of mm. 250 so, you know sort of maybe the, it smartens him up the Matt. Jordan Ngoi clause that he that he tried to wane into um, his contract I don't know if it was with Collingwood or when he was talking there was talks about him leaving Collingwood mm. but he wanted a clause in his contract that said if he got any outside issues like drugs or that rape case that he had that mm-hmm. they couldn't sanction him that was in his clause uh, yeah, but they yeah. couldn't do anything about it so yeah. that's what he wanted to sign on which is never a good look is it that you're yeah. pretty much um, sort of covering yourself that you're going to do something in the future um, yeah. well, I've always liked the performance based contracts my mum always said mm-hmm. you know, I think AFL players should be played on how they perform um because, you know, you're giving some of these guys $700,000 a year and they're hitting the post and 10 metres out directly in front. Which you know, I, should which all be getting the same base wage and then you get more if you play well mm-hmm. and then if you don't play so well, you stay on that base wage. Yep. Because some of these guys are happy to get this huge contract or they, you see it with like McGovern from Carlton and stuff like that, they they get these these huge contracts and then they're happy to just coast through. Mm-hmm. Because they're going to make the money. Tom Lynch, shit. Tom Lynch from Richmond on about a million a year. Can't yeah. Score, can't score for 15 minutes. Yeah, exactly. Post, do you know what I mean? I'm thinking some more of those. Jared Pollock and another mm-hmm. one that comes to mind too from North Melbourne. He was on like 750000 a year. And um, I think he was very good wingman at Port Adelaide. Jet run a good kick. Just sort of disappeared in North Melbourne. And I remember watching footage of him. I think it might have been against Essendon. Sard was running. He was just jogging behind him, chasing him. Mm-hmm. Couldn't give a rat's ass, and you're on that sort of money. You need to be running your ass off to get to that that player. You're probably yep. the highest played guy at the club. Yep, absolutely. But I think performance contracts is always a good idea that you pay everyone the same. The better players get bonuses for carrying the side, mm-hmm. scoring the goals, um, getting the touches, doing the defending, um, and then if you're rocking up on the park, and you know you could be someone like Joe Danaher, for instance, who was on like. 800k at Brisbane, mm-hmm. he might rock up some weeks and have five touches and kick one goal. Yeah, I don't think you should be getting your 35 grand a week or whatever it ends up being. Yeah, you should only be getting. I think in most back sports, to that base wage or whatever. I think in most team sports, anyway, if you look at it, that's a good motivator too. Mm, we should just look at it like soccer footy, for example. You've always got at least one main defender that's on the big chunk. Then you have got the rest of them that are sort of even and out. You've got your forward or your attacker, your forward line. That's always you've always got the one guy that's the key forward or the one that's on the big chunk and then the rest are all here then you get your midfield or the one that's on the big chunk sort of thing you know got your like Hurley at the back would probably be on one of the bigger contracts for Essendon back in the day do you know what I mean he was one of the key defenders that they need in the back line sort of thing uh, and then the rest of them would all sort of average out but um, going back to um, Collingwood's drug addiction <laughs> oh, we'll mention a couple of times while we're talking about this no Steve off, huh? um mm-hmm. I'll give you, here's one for you. 
right? You're an Essendon supporter. Unfortunately. Okay. I'll give you a hypothetical and you tell me what you think, right? Because this has always been a discussion that, that I've spoken with, with mates about yourself and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. So you're an Essendon supporter. Let's just say we're back back in the early 2000s, oh, I wish. late mm-hmm. 90s, right? James Hurd, mm-hmm. or let's just say Matty Lloyd. Mm-hmm. Off-season, mm-hmm. they, they go, go to Bali, they, they go, go to America, they, they go, go wherever. Mm-hmm. They've, they've done their season, season. They've, they've done well. well. Whether they, they win a premiership, whatever, they've, they've done well. well. Now it's their time to relax. There's no footy, there's nothing. James Hurd goes over there and makes a complete fool of himself. Gets pissed, does... Favola antics. Whatever, <laughs> right? And it comes back to the news here. As an Essendon supporter, do you really care if that looks bad upon your club or do you just say look James Hurd is one of our players fair enough he did what he did but all I do is expect him to come on the field and absolutely smash whoever he's playing against and come off with a W for Essendon Mm. what he does in the off season I don't Mm. really care Mm. do you agree with that or do you sort of go always make an Essendon look bad I'm I'm a I don't mind that at all because if you're performing, I suppose you cut more heat if you're not performing on the field and doing that shit. Um, that's where Favola did himself because mm-hmm. he fell away at Brisbane and he was pissing on windows and shit like that because he was getting yeah. arsy and drunk every every night. Dude, just on that, just on that. Sorry, before you go ahead, I was looking at Favola's stats the other day because uh, I think I was talking to Steve about it mm-hmm. in the car and. Dude, that guy was one of the biggest talent, if not mm. the biggest talent. Mm-hmm. Like his Absolutely. record of games to goals, he would have been up with it with the lockets and stuff if he Dead actually. Had... Shot oh man! Too. From fifty on the boundary strike Dude. through the middle, whatever you needed, he, he carried Carlton yeah. through through the that sort of rough patches that they oh, had there. Man. He was just by putting through ninety yeah. plus goals a season. I'll get his stats up later, but I anyway, he was the last true key forward in the game yeah. through that real yeah. power forward. So yeah. that's sort of gone now. I'll get his stats um, up in a little bit, but yeah. go on with what you were saying. Sorry, but yeah, like so it's a good question you bring up because I think it's a lot of people will say that if that stuff, those guys shouldn't be doing any of that stuff at all because they're professional athletes, and um, you know, parents especially don't want to see. Um, kids' idols being looked upon like that. You don't want to see your favourite player getting caught up and getting arrested for violence, sex abuse, drugs overseas or whatever because they're supposed to be role models for the future generation. Mm-hmm. That's not a look that you want. So they probably do need to, for the for that sort of reason and for the general broader community, um, sort of stay away from that stuff because they are in the spotlight more. They are role models for kids um, and they are getting good money to mm-hmm. play football that's what they're there to do you can always go out and have fun but you need to keep it within um, sort of reason and not go mm-hmm. out of t- too much control but for myself someone who's a bit more lenient and can see the brighter mm-hmm. side of things if you're performing on the field and you're um, and you're doing your job to the highest performance regardless like we said last time with Rodman partying coming mm-hmm. back still being a superstar yep. I've never seen a problem with it um, but it just sort of gets a bit out of control when you were like for Vola, for instance, with the um, the pissing on the windows, then obviously poor Ben Cousins, who just completely fell off the rails mm-hmm. um, altogether. But even then, he was on it when he was Brownlow medalist and stuff like that. So um, I think football was keeping him sort of some sort of distraction away from it. As soon as he retired, he just lost his way, and then he was on the road in Perth directing mm-hmm. traffic at two a.m. in the morning. So. Yeah. I mean, you know me, like, I'm a very mutual guy when it comes to sport. I just like to watch good sport being played. I'm not a real big supporter of any sort of team. Like, I've got my teams in whatever sports, but I'm not massively, you know, vested in them. But, let's just say, for example, Hawthorne, let's just say. Hodge, Mm -hmm. 
back in the day, Mitchell, Franklin, whatever. They went out, they did the thing. I'd look at that and just go, I, I actually honestly would not give a shit what they did on the thing. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to come and give me a premiership oh, yeah. and win week in, week out, four times in a row, that's, what I'm going, that's what I'm going to the MCG. That's what I'm going to Etihad Stadium for. That's what I'm going to go watch because that's what I'm paying for. I'm mm-hmm. not paying for you to do your off-season stuff mm-hmm. because that's not yeah. what I'm, I'm paying to come and watch my team win. What you do on the sideline, I completely don't really care because yeah. it's not going to. I'm not going to call Hawthorne up and and Jeff Kennett and go, "Hey mate, I want to cancel my membership because mm. buddy Frank." You are, but some people might. So <laughs> you know, but that's where their club is probably trying to keep that look away for the general broader community. And I'll put in quotations the Karens out there mm-hmm. um, that just want to complain about everything. But look, they are getting huge amounts of money, so they probably should just be focusing on taking that time on the off-season when they're not being um, in training and, and looking forward towards games and in that mindset when they are just trying to relax and just sort of take it easy and, and um, always got to be watching. See a few footage as well. You can't trust no one of them. Bailey Smith in clubs snorting lines off some guy that he doesn't know. Why would you do that? Because you know obviously people are just going to be recording it for clout and yeah. video footage and whatnot so just yeah. if you are going to do it do it behind closed doors and, and if you look smartly. at it too man so most of the time it's not even like random people it's you think people that you, you think are your mates mm. they're like yeah man that'll be funny as we'll keep it on our own camera roll and then next morning you wake up and it's all over the news and you go what's going on here you thought this guy was my mate sort of thing and then you know um, I like how we're just um, contoning the use of drugs on if you're performing on the football field while your son's in the back like I listen to all this as well. Well this is this is the quote that Ginneman came Maybe out with, can. right? And obviously I'm not watching you accepting what he's done or whatever. And I think that actually the ban should actually be a little bit longer if you look at it that way. Yeah. Like I said like I said I don't really care. Mm-hmm. But if you're gonna It's a bit of a yeah it's, it's a bit of a But this, no is, this is what he's or, done though, or, right? But yeah. he's come out honestly and he's, this is this is his comment. I went into the cubicle and obviously taken an illicit substance. Obviously a few drinks, a lack of judgment at the time. Can't really speak on why I did it. When I walked into the bathroom, I didn't think someone would be videoing me. So he's obviously just come out, honestly gone, I've taken a bit of a, had a few drinks, got a bit pissed and just the line. Not really thinking about it. So he didn't really come out and make an excuse after this. He just went, oh, he was a bit pissed. When you're on the piss, um, obviously uh, judgment is impaired as well. Mm-hmm. So can't blame the young fella too much for that. Yeah. But I mean, at least he's come out honestly and just gone, yeah. Man, he handled it the right way. Yeah, I was pissed and I did it. Mm-hmm. I can't, re- I can't really give you another explanation or excuse. That's what happened. He goes, probably he's only got too much band, to be honest, because this. He didn't come out with some bullshit. I looked at it and said, "Look, yep, I was on the piss. Did one, got caught. Apologised. Came in the sanction. The AFL. I probably taken that as he's been serious and said, "All right, the kids learn his lesson. We'll give you too much band and we'll move on. For we don't want to, to drag this through the mud yeah. um, too much longer." But it was just something that came up on Fiji when I was in Fiji that I saw. Um, and I just thought, oh, just Collingwood in the, in the headlines again. It always makes me laugh when Collingwood's in the headlines because mm-hmm. King has always given me shit about the bloody peptide incident. incident. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's good to see that we're the, one, the, we're the drug cheats of the AFL, but they're the ones that are always mm-hmm. taking bloody coke and getting off their face. Mm-hmm. So, you know. So I think it was actually, well, we're not going to get into it now because that's going to be another two hour thing, which <laughs> we really don't want. But, one timey. But, um,. They weren't actually... Nothing was actually proved with that case, was it, in the end? Nothing actually legitimately came out yeah, because no, it, people are still back and forth with what mm, actually happened. Mm, it didn't actually mm. confirm um, yet or no. 
isn't it? Still sort of in the air. The details are hazy now. Everyone it was, sort of just left and retired. So and... <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It was down to... Um, I think they thought they were taking something that was okay. But it wasn't the players. When it first came out, it made it look like Essendon players were um, doping on themselves. They were trying mm. to get a fucking performance enhancement as much as they could to finish fucking third last like we always do. So whoop de do. Um, but I think it was the club that was trying to give them some sort of injection to help with muscle recovery or something like that. And it had an Just illegal... To for the yeah, next game it was nothing that they yeah. thought was too crazy. Um, but it had an illegal substance in it that was banned by Asada and it got detected when they well, did that's the test, thi- that's the thing though. everyone. That's the thing though. Apparently it wasn't a, bad su- a banned substance on the list at the time oh, of yeah, use. Yeah, that's, that's the issue. It wasn't on the list at the time mm-hmm. of use. It was put on the list after. And then they tested for it. Correct. Yeah. So... Mm. Mm. Up in the air. So that's where that sort of thing comes in. And then we got... Well, look, we got... A lot of people saying that we were... Um, sort of the players and the club, maybe, to an extent, were penalised too harshly for that. What did we lose? We lost our shot spot in the finals that year, straight mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. We lost draft picks. We lost um, draft picks that year. What else did we lose? I can't remember. We lost the spot in the finals, draft picks... Might have been something else too. A lot of our players Some left didn't want to players. come back as well. Yeah, Joe Watson lost his brand line, which yep. is completely ridiculous for a start. Sam, Trent Cochin and Sam Mitchell should give it back to him because he won the brand line that year regardless of what anyone says. Well, whether there was drugs in his system or not. Mm. Okay. He was still the best player in the league that year. Whether there was drugs or not. Mm. So should Lance Armstrong keep his titles in the Tour de France what, then? Was he, but, but he, what was he doing? Performance enhancing drugs. Yeah, but was he doing it himself? Or was it again? Was because this is the thing the trainers, these guys were trusting the club and the trainers to do. That's where it's got the differences. If you're an, an individual athlete and you know what you're putting in yourself and you know no, that that's not because right. Because he came out, his interview came out and said, "Yes, I was taking it and well, I knew what I was taking." Oh well, then yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. But these poor blokes didn't know what they're doing. They're putting their faith and trust in the club, and that's why a lot of them left yeah, because they're trade. You still know that they're doing it. So it's not like they did it when you were asleep. You yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, they didn't know that what was. They didn't know that it was an illegal substance that was going into them. You know but what I mean? But he also could have said no, but he didn't. Yeah, he could have. Yeah, because Zara Arkus and Heppel and a few, no, not Heppel, Zara Arkus and what I mean, Goddard and a few other mm. blokes did say no to it. Um, but you're putting your faith in the in a professional club and a team full of doctors. And and you you as an athlete as yourself, you haven't sort of a. You've obviously had a lot of niggling injuries mm. the last few years with soccer. If mm. you were at the club and the doctor said, hey, I've got this injection for you, it's safe, this is going to something that's going to help you recover quicker, mm. get you on the park, be stronger, would you take it? Or do you, I'd, would re- you, I'd, I'd have a look into it first because I'm injured anyway, so it's not like I'm going to play the next week. Yeah, but do you reckon they're going to give you the XYZs of what's in it or reckon they're just going to tell you this is what it's called and this is what oh, it does for you? they'd just be like, And oh, you probably yeah. would as a professional yeah. athlete take the advice of these guys because they're yeah. like medical pra- practitioners. Yeah. What if, if your doctor says for you to take something to make you better, you take it. Mm. It's also the ego of, of, a, of a sportsman athlete too because you want to get back. Mm, absolutely. So you absolutely. Go, yeah, just get me back. So these poor blokes got, the club did them yeah. dirty, I think. They, they're, they're, a lot of the players in this and that's why a lot of them left because they just didn't want to come back after that. Mm. And then we lost um, yeah, the brand line the finals, draft picks and the next season came around we finished last because we had like 15 top up players remember that season mm-hmm. we had like mm-hmm. no one we won two games I think mm-hmm. the year then we finished dead last and we got number one draft pick and people were saying that we should lose the draft pick for that season as well for finishing dead last which 
ended up being Andrew McGrath, who's now our captain, actually. So um, that um, that ruined Joe Watson too, didn't it? Big time, he went. Yeah, he fucked off to New York, to New York to make cappuccinos. Yeah, he didn't want none of it. Yeah, he didn't want none of it. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, fair enough to him. Absolutely. Um, yeah, that's. Yeah, I think it comes back to the, um, the bans and the consequences that AFL and the club give you. I think it should depend on what you've done. Do you know what I mean? So if you're if you've done a line in a bar or in a, in a toilet or whatever. And Fev's pissed on a restaurant we know. As bad as that is in both in public, one's obviously worse than the other, would you say? Or would you think that they're both on the path? One guy doing drugs, one guy pissing on the window. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But they both get the same consequence. Surely you'd be like, right. I think it's that, that we're putting the game in disrepute. I think mm-hmm. it's what they, the AFL likes to use. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, they're probably both just actions that they just don't want to see at all so yeah. they, they probably would trade them as equally as just putting under that thing as you put in, put in the AFL on a bad taste we just don't want to see it mm. yeah so it probably comes to, comes down to that in the end yeah I think I also think that as much as uh, as much as these guys get paid and, and have all the incentives that the club gives them you know they've got full facilities there they've got this and this and that also comes back to their own mental state doesn't it mm. it's your decision whether to you want to whip your thing out and pee on a restaurant window or not do you know what I mean so and obviously the intoxication thing comes into it obviously you're mentally not there but you know you look at it and go well I'm a professional athlete people are looking at me maybe this isn't the right thing to do at the time yes or they just go screw it I'm a pro athlete I'm earning this much money they'll give me a band whatever I'll get over I'll get back to footy who cares you know so you look at both things so it's hard We'll, we'll leave that there and we'll get into our final topic of the session. Uh, you don't need to tell me how to have a sip. I'm always having a sip. I'm what, I'm what the youths like to call an alcoholic. Oh, well, we're back for our final session and we have been breaking it up into smaller sessions because um, my co-host here is very paranoid after last week's or last episode's debacle where we couldn't hear him too well and he thought he was, he, was, he was spitting facts to me that whole episode about Jordan and LeBron and he wasn't quite happy that the audio was so low and I've also been told that people were happy they couldn't hear my voice yes, but well, too bad they come for me and stay they come for me and stay for me but tolerate you I think is the, the general feedback we're getting happy with that as long as you listen <laughs> exactly right and the Greek man's here for you though because yes. the Europeans stick together yes alright but we'll, we'll get into the last session um, audio's looking good full steam ahead for the final uh final topic and that's the little bit of a round one for the NRL uh, sort of a preview a quick uh, chat Penrith pretty much winning it again Penrith probably <laughs> honestly um, yeah it's looking like it'll probably be oh, it's a very early days obviously the season hasn't started but on paper Penrith probably the bunnies as well is that three in a row it will be. I, th- oh, they win this one I three, think so, so and they won I think they've won three that, that'll be three of the last four four yeah, yeah okay. so I'd have one, to check yeah, it. Okay, yeah, yeah. They're because their team is just unreal. No. But I, they did have a big knock. I don't know if you saw that guy that you like that plays for them, Taylor May with the rat tail, the big yeah, Samoa yeah, winger. Yeah, yeah. He's, I think he's done for the year with a knee. That's Already. him done. Yeah, preseason. So pre-season, yeah, so but they, they, they cover these guys so easily because they're so um, well packed and so star started. <laughs> started, sorry. Um, they're going to be the team to beat again. Bunnies as well be good if Latrell Mitchell can stay healthy and stay on the park because he. Missed a lot of the season last year. I think missed mm, just over the first half. Um, and he's... Um, Latron Mitchell is to the South Sydney Rabbitohs what um, 
Tobojevic is to Manly. Yes, okay, absolutely. No, Tobojevic, Manly just fall into a heap. Mm-hmm. Turbo's there. They're into the top six. So, um, Latrell Mitchell is, is big key. Um, he needs to stay healthy on the park. I think the Bunnies as well. Obviously, our Storm. Um, is that same when with I was Ponga? Ponga. No Ponga, no. Nah, Knights are rubbish regardless if he's... They're just even worse if he doesn't play. Yeah, okay. Um... I was in when I was in Fiji. There were some Queenslanders over there talking about NRL uh, Broncos fans, mm-hmm. and they're saying, "Oh, fuck, Storm's going to be bottom side this year." And I said, "Man, I hear that every year." Mm-hmm. And they've people have been saying that for last year. But Craig Bellamy is our coach, and he's the wizard. Um, and we always seem to finish in the top six somehow. Obviously, last year in the finals is disappointing. Cam Munster was probably player of the year, and he just disappeared in the finals for us. Did absolutely Didn't nothing. No, I don't even know who was playing. Yeah. Then we fell off to the Raiders straight away and straight out. But I think this season. We've just got to navigate the injuries, really. We got, we've just got played last year, and it was hard to keep a team, a, a consistent team in the park. Meany had to fill in for Pappenhausen, mm-hmm. who's out for. Uh, initially, I heard he was back round three. Did you tell me that, or someone yeah, else? Yeah, yeah, that was that's what they were saying. And now I'm hearing halfway through the season. So I think so, he called up the triple end and said, "I don't know where this round three yeah, business came from." Round three balls coming on, but it's going to be a lot longer than that. Yeah, so he's going to be out it's for a half the year. Me, by the way, so. Yeah, yeah. I was at the game that it happened. It was against the Raiders. So yeah. one of their big halfbacks fell into his knee and just completely broke it in half. We've lost a couple of players, haven't we? To the old uh, yeah, new. Dolphs. I don't even know if they have a, a town name. Does it just say Dolphins there, or is it Redcliffe Dolphins? So I read Redcliffe. It just says Dolphins, doesn't it? Yeah, but I don't even know if they're from where they're from. I thought I read Redcliffe Dolphins somewhere. One second. I'm pretty sure they're a Queensland team. Oh, fuck, I don't know. But, yeah, we lost. While you're looking at it, I'll just keep rambling. Yeah, they, we lost uh, three players. And we lost the Bromwich brothers. So, there goes our skip, mm-hmm. Jesse and Kenny. Yep. Uh, we lost Kafusi, which is one of the players you like. You like watching those big iron yes. boys right, break yes. through the lines. We lost Kafusi as well. As long as Solomone's staying, I'm happy with uh, that. Yeah. I, I, big boy. Yeah, I thought he was injured, but he's not. I read the injury list last night. Um, it's mainly um, Pappenhausen and uh, Justin Olam as well, who's a machine from Papua New Guinea. Uh, broken arm, so he'll be out around, to around six, uh, estimated. It doesn't say where they're, they're from, the Dolphins. The, just, it just says the, the Dolphins. Dolphins. Yeah, I don't the know, Dolphins. I don't know where they're playing out of. It's really, really confusing. I think they're trying to get an 18th team, and there was talks that it was going to be a Fijian team as well, um, which, would, which would be good for my homeland. They're using three grounds at the moment. Oh. So, KO Stadium, mm-hmm. Suncorp Stadium, and Sunshine Coast Stadium. Lovely. So, they're obviously just yeah. moving so around So, this the is the 17th team, then there's a plan for the 18th team. There's a bid for... Overseas who gets that? I think Fiji was the front runner for where they wanted the team. Mm-hmm. So it'd be good for me to go home and see my fam and my peeps and watch Storm play Fijian team over there. Yeah. All right, we've got here Redcliffe Dolphins, a semi-professional rugby league. Yeah, it, I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It, we'll just call them the Dolphins anyway. Yeah, They've stolen them. M3. And we lost this cheese as well, which he was huge coming off the bench. Um, um, fuck, what's his name? Brandon Smith. Um, he went to the Roosters, though, not to the... Um, so yeah, we've lost lost those four players. Pappenhausen down, Olam down. So it'll, it'll go back to the old firm to the start of the season. We've got a sort of a, a tough run. Parramatta is a, a tough first game. Yeah. So um, that's what we'll be watching that. On yeah, Thursday we'll be night. That Thursday. Yep. First game, Eels. Um, um, that it's gonna got? it's gonna fall on Munster and um, Harry Grant is probably my favourite player for the Storm. I love watching Harry Grant play. Yep. Playing that sort of um, I can't remember Hooker. That's the the role he plays. Hooker. Um, he just seems to get those little sharp dummy fakes and just get over the trial line mm-hmm. when we need it the most. So I'm a big fan of the fast boy, so I'm a bit of a Xavier Coates man. Yeah, he's big boy. So when we went and watched him, Jesus, uh, he was big boy Coates. He's an athlete, isn't he? Yeah. He's an athlete, so he, he yeah, he's going to be crucial too. He needs to stay on the park just to get through this first sort of 
eight to ten games yep. unscathed until Pappy comes back and Olam, and I think we'll be in good good stint. Because we're starting favourites against the Parramatta Eels. I don't know if you can get the betting odds here, just uh, so we can see. Give me one Because obviously Thursday night. As you do that, as first you talk game, about it, I'll get it up. Um, first game. Bulldogs as well, by the way. Yeah, talk about Thursday night, first game of the season, of the actual NRL season, so no pre-season. So if anyone out there is looking for some sport that's just uh, not pre-season kick around footy, uh, go go watch yourself some NRL. Um, yeah, Thursday night, 7.50, uh, up, up there for Parramatta versus the Storm. Um, it's just getting up now. The live odds for that, so we we were paying like a dollar fifty four, and they were paying two fifty or something, which surprised me because they had our number last season as well, Parramatta. So I haven't really looked into too Parramatta much. two dollars twenty five, Storm one sixty five. Okay, so it's changed. Okay, but it's still it surprised me that we we're favourites. Then you got uh, New Zealand Warriors are the favourite over the Knights. Yeah, so I said to you the Knights are going to struggle this year. Yeah, yeah Knights. Uh, I, I haven't seen. There's obviously no team lineups yet, and I don't no. pay too much no. attention to the other teams. Broncos are very much outsiders against Penrith. Yeah, which just goes to show Broncos are a good side. Just mm. goes to show how good Penrith is. So they'll be looking. I mean, what that World Cup squad that Australia sent over there was like six players from Penrith or something like that. And Dude, we destroyed that World Cup, didn't we? Yeah, oh. yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. I remember the grand final was Samoa versus Australia, and all the media talk you wouldn't even know Australia was in the grand final. Mm. Because it was all about Samoa the Rock came on and did his thing. And it was like, oh, yeah. Samoa blood's running through our veins. We're going to yeah, get... And they come out losing 50 to 10 or whatever it was. So <laughs> no one was ever going to win that cup besides us. Because the team was basically the best players from the Maroons and the Blues put together in one team. Yeah. Who, what country in the world is going to beat that? No one. So there's, we'll Australia will be dominating the world that Rugby World Cup for years time until the other countries start catching up a little bit more. So... Mm-hmm. Um, like I mentioned that too. That's another thing we've, uh, we've got booked in for this year. Yes. Yep. 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 Hopefully, up in Queensland. Definitely. If they don't have one of the games down here. No, I already know where the other game is. You do? It's in Adelaide. Well, we're going to Queensland then, aren't we? Want to go to South Australia? No. Who wants to go to South Australia? Brisbane, it is. Brisbane, it is. Nothing against the South Australians, but. No, it's just not, nothing much going on over there. I can't no. believe they got the game, to be honest. No one had one here in ages. No. I still probably would have gone if it was in Melbourne to the Queensland one, because it'd be nice just to go away for the weekend. Sorry, let me get back to... Yeah. What's that you're looking at? I just got up those for that round one. It hasn't, mm. give, it hasn't given me... A, obviously, round well, two, yeah. Mm, we are be ready. One week at um, time. But, uh, yeah, so obviously, Eels and Eels and Storm first. Mm-hmm. Then we've got... Um, oops, sorry, I've gone well, just give us, give us your tips right out the game. Right out the game. Give us your, tips. your tips, yeah. Okay. So, Eels and Storm. Well, I've got to go Storm, Storm every game. Yep. Uh, Warriors against Sharks. I, I must have your chips. You oh, you want, oh, you want me? Oh, okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Sorry. Right. sorry. I'll, um, so yeah, no, no, okay. Um, I'm going to go the Knights. Oh, really? going to go yeah. the outside? I'm going to go for the outsider, no, yep. That's just because you've got a crush on Ponga. <laughs> Penrith. What? Where are you going? Warriors or Sharks? Warriors, Warriors yeah. Time game for them too. Yep. Um, Penrith and Broncos. So I'm going to go for the Broncos. <laughs> you make I'm going to go for Broncos. Obviously, not a big chance, but mm-hmm. always a chance. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, obviously, you're going to go Penrith. For a yep. Smart tip. Yep. <laughs> uh, Seagulls and Bulldogs. Go the doggies um, on that one. I have to check um, the team lineup for make prediction on that. Yeah. Don't know if Tommy Turbo's back. Seen him training a fair bit in videos because so, I follow mainly on Instagram. Mm-hmm. 
If he's back, what's the odds there? The 174 home? Eagles and Canterbury, 210. Oh, I'd say that he'd probably be back then, but it is a home game for them. So. Not a massive difference, though. No, think, so. no, Canterbury's got a good side, too. They'll be better this year. Um, you, you're, always, you're always dangerous when the Fox is on, on your wing. Cowboys and Raiders? Uh, Cowboys. Cowboys, yep. yep. They're paying favourite yep. anyway. Yep. Um, Cronulla and South Sydney. Bunnies. Bunnies, because they're my second favourite team. And, and like I said to you before, I think they will be the, one of the teams to beat with Penrith this season. Mm-hmm. Latrell, Alex Johnson. His other boy <coughs> name skips my mind now. I have to, it's been a long time since the NRL's been on, so that a lot of players have, have forgotten. Yep. Once it comes back, I'll get back into it properly. And, uh, then the second last game for round one is the Dolphins against uh, James Tedesco. Old <laughs> mate complaining. Yes. When you were looking at him, you were, you were sort of, when we had that game, that guy started carrying on about, oh, you're just a fucking whinge out of this guy. And we were like, oh, here's this guy carrying on. And then as the game went on more and more, was, every single play, even if it was a rooster's he call, he was the over there was complaining. The and I just liked this bloke. He's like, you're fucking whinging to this guy. I'm like, yeah, you're right. He just, mm. every time. Yep. Every single time. He loves it, doesn't he? Which is annoying because he's such a great player. Yeah. But he's, what a pest. Go away. Yep. Um, I guess we're both going roosters there, though. Favourites from yeah. Dolphins. Yep, yep. I don't think Redcliffe will win too many. Yep. I'm just going to call him Redcliffe because it's a, the, I don't think I was, right, it's not, it's not. But I'm just going to call him Redcliffe because yep. it just sounds weird saying Dolphins. Yep. I don't know. doesn't sound right. Um, then we've got West Tigers who did not very good last season. Against Gold Against Coast? Uh, Titans. I'll go Gold Coast. Yeah, I'll go Gold Coast too. Even though the Tigers are favourites something yeah. So... Yeah, it's yeah, it should be exciting round one. It'll be a interesting round one. Yeah. Bit of sport back on, can't yeah. wait. Um, and then after the NRL, what have we got? We got AFL coming up. Not long after that, then too, don't we? Uh, yeah, AFL's a few weeks away still. It might be two weeks after, or maybe nah. Um, maybe it's only one. They must be only playing one preseason next year. As as I said last time, I'm not paying too much attention to AFL anymore because this and them just shit me. So. I'm not 100% sure, man. Here we go. I'll give you round one right yeah, now. Yeah, so we're... we're Thursday, March still. 16th. Following that first round of the NRL. So, so we're round three of the NRL when the NFL is starting. Mm-hmm. The NRL do play 26 rounds, so yep. it's more. We might as well do this now because we're talking about getting them and following this. We might as well get our tips on for round one to the NFL. No, I'll get, nah, give it a bit. We'll, we'll, we'll lead into the AFL. We'll do an AFL pre-season yeah. review when we... Um, I need to see the teams in the, in the line-ups a bit first. But we'll lead into that. What have we got? In a couple of weeks. Who's Essendon playing? Well, hang on. We'll leave it till a couple of weeks. Oh, we just want to get to an end. No, no, he can't. He said no. Oh, Hawthorne. Hawthorne. Sunday, March 19th. Oh, I think me and Nick might Absolutely. I won't. Fuck it. I'll be too busy watching the storm. Mm. Got membership this year, so I'll be down there. You will be. I will be. Absolutely. I'll try and get down to as many games as I can, too. Good, 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 you know, I was too busy playing Fortnite. Playing anyway. Fortnite, building Lego. There he is. There he is. Looking in the background, yeah. talking shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, there we go. So we've pretty much covered what we wanted to cover today, Sammy. I think I'm done. I've got to spend an hour and a half editing now. Editing now. So what's the complaint of editing at the end, isn't it? Mm. You no, can't. You can't just do it and do it and show you how hard it is. Also, apologies for uh, some of the crunching in the background. We've had a couple, <laughs> had a few <laughs> snacks out here today. So. Time, you should see the yeah, it's covered in chips and cans and whatnot. But that's what we're all about here. Just having a good time, a bit of a yarn. Two mates between they know something. That's it, mate. Um, I'll leave you with a sign-off. Oh, just before you go, I just want to, uh, again, the Instagram and the, and the Spotify, uh, follow us at, is it at 
at uh, his underscore one underscore four underscore ya at Instagram. Yes, it is. And if you go onto the Instagram, um, and you'll see in the description there the link to Spotify. Give us a follow. Apple Podcast as well. I think. Taylor, I'm talking to you. I know you don't listen to it. You're a terrible girlfriend. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I loved how she said yesterday that she did listen to it and we, we quoted one of the episodes of and last she had episode. No and she had idea. No, she goes, no. oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And what did, no what was the, what was she talking about again? She was... Oh. It was the intros. The intros. The oh, crack yeah. The can. She's she like, goes, yeah. Oh, that was funny. You should, no, she goes, yeah, you guys should go for the... Uh, the crack can yeah. intro. So, yeah, we said that on the episode. <laughs> Clearly don't listen. Uh, Terrible. Zero out of ten. Zero out of ten. And, she, and I'll know if she's listening to this. Sometimes maybe yeah, she sometimes did. <laughs> I'll know if she's listening to this episode because she'll be giving me shit for what I've just said. So if she doesn't, she didn't listen to it. Correct. See? Yeah. Now Got I'll leave now. you Little with pizza. this. Antiosas. You know what that means? means goodbye to our Greek listener in Greece. And I'll say um, goodbye to our Fijian listeners. More yes, they. Please. Part Fijian. Very good. Thank All you right, we'll see you on the next one. We'll see you next time.